All right. Listen, we're going to get into Daniel today. And by the way, I had someone connecting on the internet last night. And when we, when we sent a text out, maybe you got a text encouraging you to come today that we were going to pray for healing. We had a woman in New York, Jacqueline Crossdale. If you're watching Jacqueline, we're going to pray for you. She says, you know, I've been there. I was there three years ago visiting your congregation and please pray for my healing in, in my body, dental, ankle, and arthritis. I mean, she's not going to leave anything out. Dental, ankle, and arthritis she wants healing for. So we're, we're going to cover that here at the end. Daniel. Everybody say Daniel. Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. You know, that's in the major prophets. But he really wasn't a major prophet like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Um, there's a lot to say about Daniel. And we're still in the series on being brave. And I believe he was brave. Don't you believe Daniel was brave? The prophet was brave. Um, and so our prayer, our our desire is that the Holy Spirit would fill us with courage this morning and through this series and you know, we, we talked about Joshua we talked about David um, I believe Pastor Sheila is going to minister in a couple of weeks on Gideon and so today David that the Lord fills us with courage and ignites our bravery remember I said a couple of weeks ago that that bravery is not just some feeling it's not just some warm, fuzzy feeling that you, you hear that song, Rocky, dun da da dun da da dun da da dun dun da da dun da dun da dun boo boo da 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 you know. It's 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 not a feeling. It is empowerment to act. And so God is looking for people to act on their faith these days. Not just have faith, but do something with it. And so uh, Daniel was one of those men, and there were many women in the Word of God. You go to Hebrews 11, and you see the hall of faith, the hall of fame of faith, and women. I mean, men, women, anybody that just trusts God and believes God. He wants to walk through and move through and, move and show his power, do great exploits through. So if I had to produce a hero card, like a, a baseball card of Daniel... And have Daniel's picture and some statistics about Daniel. I would put a few things up there. You know, he was a prophet. Um, he was captive. He was a captive of the Babylonians, the Chaldeans, the Babylonians, when they took over Jerusalem and brought uh, those Israelites to Babylon. It was 900, think about this, it was 900 miles that they took the Israelites in captivity and took them to Babylon. Think about it. 900 miles, that's a good way today, let alone back then and the way they had to travel, right? But they took Daniel out of his country at the age of between 16 and 18 years old, and they took him to another country, another nation, Babylon, Babylon 900 miles away. So he grew up in that pagan culture um, outside of his homeland, you know. Um, he was one of the Israelite elites. He was 
in a up in the upper echelon of of Israel, and um, they said that he was good looking, intelligent, and wise, and that's what King Nebuchadnezzar was looking for when they captured the Israelites. And he said, "Find, look out in these captive Israelites, and and." Find the ones that are intelligent and good-looking and wise and bring them to me. He had a promotion plan for Daniel. And they wanted to educate him. And so they, uh, the Babylonians educated Daniel for three years. So he was educated by the Babylonians. He, al- he also learned another language. So he was at least bilingual, intelligent, bilingual, good-looking, studied literature. He actually... You know, wrote <laughs> the books. He Daniel is uh, the six first six chapters of Daniel is history. The second six chapters. There's twelve chapters in the book of Daniel. The second six chapters. The last six chapters of the book of Daniel is the prophecy that the Lord gave to Daniel through the dream, and so he wrote that down. Um, he was a leader. They recognized him as a leader. And he was, the Bible says he was a man of high esteem. And so they saw his character. He was about 82 years old when they threw him to the lions. So all of these pictures maybe that you've seen with Daniel as a young man being thrown into the lion's den, they're not right. I mean, he was older. How many octarians? Is that... Octogenarians. <laughs> there we go. Octogenarians do we have in the house. You don't have to raise your hand, but think about that. I mean, would you like to be thrown to the lion's den at uh, 80 or 40? It doesn't matter. I mean, hey, no age is good to go to the lion's den. But he had a gift from God to understand dreams. And, uh, and the man knew how to fast. He knew how to fast at a young age. Because when they took him in, it says right there in the first chapter of Daniel, when they took him in, the Babylonians took him in, um, the king ordered them. He wanted to treat them right. So he ordered uh, all of the the bright ones that they were recruiting for their leadership to eat the king's food. And Daniel said, no, uh, that's not the way we do it. And so you see that Daniel had a consecration to God spirit soul and body and he operated in self-control and he didn't want and he was very tactful about it and very favorable uh, uh, with the king about that when he asked no king me and my friends we we don't want to eat your food we're good with what we've been doing he was very regimented had a had a honor before god right as an israelite Um, he was visited twice by gabriel I think that's pretty noteworthy. Visited twice by an angel. I haven't even, I haven't been visited by an angel, have you? Especially not Gabriel. I mean, we don't look for visits from angels, but, um, you know, the Lord was working through this prophet Daniel. He uh, prophesied future events that would come to Jerusalem in the ninth chapter and when Jerusalem would be destroyed in 70 AD. Daniel saw that in advance as well as the great persecutions. Um, he prophesied and 
really, he proved that the Old Testament was inspired by God through those prophecies. So, when you look at Daniel's life and how God used him, I saw three divisions. And so the first point here in Daniel's life is life in the prayer closet, I call it. Life in the prayer closet. Because in, in you remember a few few weeks ago we talked about Joshua and how Joshua, part of his life was spent serving Moses and he observed Moses. And we, we see in Exodus chapter 33, or we did see that Joshua loved to hang around Moses when Moses went into the tent of meeting. When Moses purposed to meet with God, Joshua was there. And that was intriguing to Joshua. And so these men and women that God used in these brave acts and these exploits, it's another great word, exploits. When God uses somebody in exploits, it's because they've had a life of prayer and consecration and dedication to God. And we see that here in Daniel. Um, Daniel wasn't brave because of his looks or his intelligence or his wisdom, even though he was blessed with that. But his bravery came from his connection to God. And your constant connection to God through consistent prayer builds a bravery for your future. Your constant connection to God and your consistent communication with God builds bravery for what God has down the road for you. God is wanting to use you in bigger ways. And as we give him more of ourself to use, guess what? That power fills us and strengthens us to that place when we come to that opportunity to be brave. There's ignition. The fuse is ignited. And we act the way that God wants us to act. It's the time that Daniel spent every day for over 70 years in his private time of prayer that gave him the courage to stand when he needed to. Over 70 years, he prayed three times a day. Um, Let's see. I wanted to get to that scripture. I'll get to it in, in a minute. It's down with a couple, couple points down. But developing brave before the battle is found in the prayer closet. Developing brave. Developing brave. God wants to develop your brave. He wants to use that connection, consistent connection that you have with him to use you in a mighty way. And so... In Daniel chapter 3, verse 14, it talks about Nebuchadnezzar talking to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were Daniel's friends. And Daniel uh, drew them close to him when King Nebuchadnezzar chose Daniel from all the other Israelite young men that were intelligent, wise, and good-looking. Intelligent, wise, and good-looking. And so Nebuchadnezzar drew Daniel, and Daniel said, Hey, I've got three, three guys that are just as good as I am. 
Come on. But they had Hebrew names. I'm not going to say the Hebrew names because we know them as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And so Nebuchadnezzar, you remember King Nebuchadnezzar uh, in chapter 3 erects this image of himself, this statue of himself. And he calls everyone to bow down to the statue. And he finds out that there are three that choose not to bow down to the image and the statue of Nebuchadnezzar. And this is in chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. He says this to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Is it true? That you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up before you. Now if you're ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery in symphony with all kinds of music. And you fall down and worship me. Worship the image which I've made. Basically worship me. Good. But if you do not worship you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? So, this is a part of the book of Daniel. But a lot of times we hear about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we, we're not sure how they're connected. Remember, during this time, they were, all, they were all together. And these guys, I believe, the Bible doesn't explicitly say this, but if they had a life of devotion and consecration to God... And they were chosen because of those qualities of character and integrity. Then surely Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had some awesome times of prayer. And they were consecrated to God. And my question was, hey, Lord, where was Daniel during this time? Because it doesn't say anything about Daniel being threatened to throw, being thrown into the fire. So I just thought maybe he's, he was on vacation. He was out of the country or something. And uh, they weren't going to call him back to throw him in the fire. I don't know. That's just a, that's just a factoid that maybe you can uh, research. But there was that dedication. All of this was together. This was an act of bravery with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego because they refused to bow down. Right. Refuse. Everybody say refuse. Refuse, refuse to bow down to wickedness. It's time to be brave to stand up against wickedness. If you can't see some of the wickedness going on in our, in, in our world today, then, then we need to go back to prayer. <laughs> we need to sing that first song again, Awake My Soul. Awake, awake, get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. Come on, come on. Just because it's not happening here doesn't mean it's not happening on the other side of the world. Can I get an amen? It's happening. Christians are being persecuted. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ in America is being persecuted. Thank you for those two yeses and a couple of grunts. Hey, does your, is, will your faith stand the test of time? Are you consecrated to God? Have you developed that communication with God in those private times that will stand in a public space?
You know, Joshua developed that time with God, and he was used right out in front of everybody. God said, hey, in first chapter of Joshua, be strong and of good courage, for I'm with you. He said that three times to Joshua directly. And God himself spoke to Joshua and told him, be strong and of good courage. I'm going to use you. Your faith, you have been faithful for 40 years looking at that mountain and declaring, that is my mountain, Joshua and Caleb. But in Daniel's life, he developed that bravery in that time of communion with God every day, three times a day, every day, three times a day, every day, three times a day, for God to use him in a place really that was hidden. That was hidden. So whether it's hidden or whether it's in public, are you willing to stand against the onslaught of of the enemy coming against you? Nebuchadnezzar, bow down or die. Bow down or die. But they bravely stood and said, no, king, uh, no, we're not going to bow before you and we're not going to bow before anyone except our God. And you know what happened, right? You know what happened. They were thrown in the fire, and the king, I mean, he he stoked up the fire seven times hotter than what it normally was, so so hot that it burned and killed the people that were throwing these guys in. When they were thrown in, they were saved because of the fourth man in the fire. And the Bible says, right there in Daniel chapter 3, that the fourth man in the fire was likened to the Son of God in the form, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. So we know that that was an angelic appearance of Jesus Christ. Ha ha. Just because they stood up for what they believed in. They communicated with God consistently. And they would not let man's law stop them from serving their God. So, Daniel, he served four different kings. And in, we'll go to Daniel chapter 6. Flip over to Daniel chapter 6. He's 70 years old and he has served He's serving uh, basically his, the, the third king, Darius, King Darius, which is a Persian king that overtook the Babylonians there when they were in Babylon. So the Persians overtook the Babylonians, and um, he's serving King Darius now. And as he's serving King Darius, and the favor of God is on him because, again, his consecration, dedication, commitment... And consistent communication with the Lord. The other leaders around him became envious. Devised a plan. To take down Daniel. We have to take him down. We have to stop him. Because he is basically the prime minister of Babylon. And now because Persia owns Babylon. He's the prime minister. One of the three prime ministers of Persia which owns Babylon, which has Israel captive. So the man, Daniel, at 
80 years old, is very prominent. Think about that. But he still consistently prays three times a day. And so, those that made the plan against Daniel devised this plan to, and I think, I believe that they remembered the story about bowing down to this, to this image. So they bring King Darius this plan. We are going to make it against the law to bow to anyone or not bow to you when when, you're, when you signal that we should bow down to you. And so they issue this decree and they ask King Darius to sign this decree. King Darius signs the decree and they're watching Daniel. These guys are watching Daniel. I just want to pick up in Daniel chapter 6. In verse 10, Daniel 6.10. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed or that the agreement, the law was signed, Daniel went home. <laughs> and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, because that's where his heart was, right? Even though he was captive in another country, he was connected to Jerusalem. And he prayed to God three times a day. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. As was his custom since early days. That one verse right there proves the fact that Daniel was a man of prayer. Consistent prayer. Three times a day prayer. Since he was young. That's where we, we get the dedication and commitment of this prophet Daniel. Verse 11, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. So they were spying on him. They were watching him and waiting for him because they knew it was known that he would open his window and pray in his home. These people were spies for the government. Watch and to see if those Christians pray, or I mean, Jews pray, <laughs> you guys are getting it, right? Hey, tyrannical governments, watch those Christians. Don't let them pray to their God. Bring them over here. We'll kill them. You say it can't happen. Huh. Are you, re are you ready? Am I preaching to the right people? Guys, 10 years ago, we thought things were really far-fetched. I'm going to take a pause right here. We thought things were really far-fetched 10 years ago. Look at how they've changed now. Look at how they changed now. Look at how subtly but drastically they change. Subtly but drastically is what happened with these guys who were envious of Daniel and Daniel's power. Here was an Israelite that God had protected for 70 years because of 
his commitment to God put him in a place of authority. This is kind of like uh, Joseph, right? He was in a foreign country. He was in the upper echelon. God had placed him there and protected him there to bring God's people out, right? right? But here was this plan to take Daniel down. The enemy has a target on every one of us that is filled with the Holy Spirit. Every one of us that declare Jesus is Lord. Every one of us that can make a difference and be brave. The enemy has a target on us. He has a plan to wipe us off the face of the earth. You say it can't happen. Can't happen here in America. No, not the land of the free and the home of the brave. I don't see very many brave people today. Not from the church. We want to take a knee, bend the knee, bow the knee. Give over everything that we have. Just because somebody says, do it. Do it. Be quiet. Don't talk about Jesus. You go to that building over there and you can talk about Jesus in that building. You can talk about Jesus on your live stream. But we'll, we'll shut you down. We'll throttle it down. Come on. <laughs> Hello. Get up, get up, get up. Get up out of that grave. <laughs> it's not too far-fetched. It's not too far-fetched. And this is what they, they, they planned for Daniel. And I'm spending some time here. Because the enemy has a plan. And if we get too just relaxed. And we're, we're not at a place of bravery where we need to be at that moment. Um, it's not going to be good. So when the writing was signed, Daniel knew what to do. I'm not bowing down. I'm going to bow down to God. I'll go to my house like I always do. Pray three times. Open my windows. Turn my heart toward Jerusalem. And these guys were spying. Verse 12. And when they, uh, they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions uh, any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, the, this thing is true. According to the law of the Medes and Persians, which does not alter, by the way, king. <laughs> and so uh, they answered and said uh, before the king, that Daniel, that Daniel, that one, that Daniel that Nebuchadnezzar put up here in this government. By the way, Daniel was a politician, right? He had authority and responsibility over thousands and thousands of people and regions, right? He was... One of the three prime ministers. That Daniel, who is one of the captives from Judah, reducing him back to his, you know, despise and demise. And, oh, we captured those Israelites. They're really nothing. We could kill this guy. <laughs> he does not show due regard for you, O king, or for the decree that you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day to his own God, by the way. And the king, when he heard these words, was greatly displeased with Daniel, with himself. He was greatly displeased with himself. And he set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. Think about that favor. The, the heart of the king was favorable to Daniel. And the heart of the king, the king labored until the going down of the sun... He, he thought of ways that he could deliver Daniel from throwing him to the lion's den. 
Think about that. That's favor. And it all happened because Daniel had been praying for 70 years consistently to his God, who is higher, by the way, than this King Darius. Verse 15, then these men approached the king and said to the king, No, O king, that it is the law of uh, the Medes and Persians that no decree or statue which the king establishes may be changed. And so the king gave the command and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. But the king spoke saying to Daniel, Your God, whom you serve continually, continually, everybody say continually. We have to serve God continually. <laughs> he will deliver you. And we're not serving God when we feel like it. Or if it's convenient. Or if somebody tells us it's okay. It's okay if you pray here in the name of Jesus. But if they tell you no, you can't pray here in the name of Jesus. Well, I'm going to pray to who I pray to. I'm not praying to any other God's a man, a woman. <laughs> Come on. Not calling on Buddha or Muhammad, Hari Krishna. So, in this verse, the king is expecting God to deliver Daniel. Because he says, your God, whom you serve continually, he will deliver you. Think about that. This king had faith that God's, uh, that Daniel's God and the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he must have heard how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had been delivered back in Nebuchadnezzar's day. Right? So this king, King Darius, had a heart not only for Daniel, but I believe had a heart to see God deliver. And he stated it here. And then verse 17, Then a stone was brought, laid on the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it with his own signet ring, and with the signets of his lords, that the purpose concerning Daniel might not be changed. You know, they could have killed the king if the king did not put Daniel in the lion's den. They tricked the king. But the king in his integrity did what he should do out of fear for his life. Now, I like to say in this moment, this, this part of Daniel's life was in the lion's den. The first part of Daniel's life was in the prayer closet. So he's in the lion's den here going into the lion's den. But I believe that Daniel conquered the fear of death before they ever brought him to the door of the lion's den. <laughs> you can't kill me. And so verse 18, now the king went to his palace and spent the night fasting. Look at this change of heart. He's fasting. And no mu musicians were brought to him. He didn't want any music. And also he, his sleep went from him. He didn't sleep. He couldn't sleep because he wanted Daniel to live and not die. Then the king arose very early in the morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried out with a lamenting voice to Daniel. And the king spoke, saying to Daniel, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve continually, been able to deliver you from the lions? In other words, please tell me yes. I want to hear yes. And then Daniel said to the king, O king, live forever. 
you're not going to die, I'm not going to die. God saved me. My God sent his angel and shut the lion's mouth so that they have not hurt me because I was found innocent before him. And also, O king, you have done no wrong. I have not done no wrong before you. Now the king was exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up and out of the den. And so Daniel was taken up and out of the den and no injury, whatever, was found on him because he believed in his God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that needs to be underlined in your Bible. If you've never underlined that phrase, because, everybody say because, he believed in his God. God will deliver you because you believe in your God. <laughs> God will deliver you because you believe in your God. You know, it doesn't actually say what happened in the lion's den, but we know because Daniel prayed three times a day wherever he was, whether in captivity or in Jerusalem, he prayed three times a day. He prayed while he was in that lion's den. He prayed. And his prayer that he prayed before the lion's den prepared him. And because he refused not to pray, he was put in. To the lion's den. Right? Yes. But God preserved him. Look at Romans chapter 12. Verse 11 and 12. They're going to put it up on the screen. I like it in the passion translation. It says, be enthusiastic to serve the Lord. Consi Just write the word consistently. Continually. Consistently. Continually. Consistently. Continually. Keeping your passion toward him boiling hot. I think it's understood that if we are enthusiastically serving the Lord consistently and con continually, that our passion toward him will keep boiling hot. We'll keep, keep boiling hot, radiate. You know, things that are, that are boiling hot radiate. Yes. You can see that it's boiling hot, right? The steam's coming off of it, or if it's, it's, Glowing, right? Radiate with the glow of the Holy Spirit and let him fill you with excitement, not just a feeling, but the strength of, it, uh, of encour encouragement to be encouraged, to be infused with courage as you serve him. Verse 12, let this hope burst forth within you, releasing a continual joy. Don't give up in time of trouble, Daniel. But commune with God at all times. At all times. Don't give up in a time of trouble. Because God is wanting us to be brave and bold and show himself strong on our behalf. He wants to show himself strong on our behalf. I believe that Daniel was brave because he believed in God. That's what, that's what this verse said. And I believe that God delivered him because he believed in God. So our belief in God causes us, causes us to be filled with courage, which is bravery, and it's ignited by our action and our faith as we release it toward God. So the third point here is he was in the place of influence. He started out in the place of prayer, in his prayer closet. He ended up in the lion's den. But then 
he went to this place, the last place that he ended up in his life after 82 years in a place of influence. And I'm going to read Daniel chapter 6, verse 24 through 28 to show us the influence that Daniel had after God delivered him because he believed in his God. Verse 24, and the king gave the command and they brought those men who had accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions overpowered them and broke all their bones in pieces before they ever came to the bottom of the den. Wow. That was a bunch of lions, right? They just kind of hit the top of the lions and that was it. Then King Darius wrote, To all peoples, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied to you. I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, men must tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. For he is the living God and steadfast forever. His kingdom is the one which shall never, shall not ever be destroyed and his dominion shall endure to the end. He delivers and rescues and he works signs and wonders in heaven and on earth. Who has delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. You see how God brought him from this prayer closet. Consistent contact, communication, fellowship with God. Which builds trust, which builds faith. Yes. To this place in his life where he was thrown in the lion's den. His friends faced the fire before him, but he was thrown to the lions at 80 years old. And then God brought him through that and brought him into a place of prominence. The bravery of God will bring you into a place of prominence. When you develop a trust in the prayer closet, you can sleep with the lions in order to stand in a place of influence. If you look at Daniel chapter 11 verse 32, the latter half of that verse says, but the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Hallelujah. Do you want to be strong? Yes. Is being strong better than being weak? Yes. All of us should say we want to be strong. We want to be strong. So that we can do exploits. You don't want to be strong to just sit on the, on the couch. <laughs> There's going to be something to do. As God strengthens us. Right? It's time to... Next Saturday, if you're led, you might find me out here in this field. Let's see. Next Saturday. Yeah. Singing. Get up. Get up. Get up. Get up out of that grave. If you, if you see me out here in the field, you're welcome to join me. We've got to prophesy to our community and say, it's time. It's time to be a Daniel. It's time to be strong. It's time to take courage. It's time to do something that other people aren't doing. The world is waiting for somebody different. Different than the world. Now, when you stick your head up, you are a target. No doubt. No doubt. We've seen that. We've seen that through the word. We've seen it through history. 
Jesus was strong and courageous. And he knew his father. And he carried out great exploits. When God has proven his strength through you, he can use you in a place of greater influence. Are you allowing God to prove his strength through you? Will you let God strengthen you so that you can be brave and do exploits? Why did God save Daniel from death and use him to influence a pagan kingdom? Because he believed God. Because he believed his God. He believed his God. Do we believe in our God? Are we consistent, consistently seeking his face and saying, Lord, thank you. Thank you that any, any moment, every moment of the day, I'll step up and I'll be brave. I'll be strong and courageous and bold. The righteous are as bold as a lion. That's right. We know who we are in Christ. We know what we have in Christ and we know what we're called to do in Christ. Right. We know what we're called to do in Christ. Takes boldness to live in days of adversity. So we're not moved by what we see. We're only moved by the Spirit of God on the inside of us. Boldness. I'm believing for more boldness. But I have to cooperate with my prayers. I believe that we will become bolder than we are right now as a church. And I put myself out in the front. And I say, Lord, do whatever you have to do to bring this lion from the tribe of Judah out of me. I'm going to smile. I'm going to love people. But I'm going to roar with the, with the roar of the lion of the tribe of Judah. Right? Amen. 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 Amen.